welcome back to TCR near the podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Today we are talking about our experiences with art, the evolution of us and art. I'm joined here today with Hairspray Queen, also known as Risa, because Risa is the code name there. Uh, Mixed Code Red, also known as Leaf Glint, also known as Matthew from TCR, also known as Matt, also known as Glint. And I am in Corona, also known as Ryan. See, the reason Ryan didn't Thank say you, Ryan. my name, my name was a code name, is because that is my full legal name. As he read, as he read it out, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, you're a Jones. Well, Matt, you forgot about the fact that my 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 real name is just like glyphs and other runes. Yeah, <laughs> ancient they... dead language that can no longer be spoken by modern man, but modern woman can. Yes, <laughs> modern girl boss. I love. But that's not the topic. Who wants to go first? Who wants to talk about their journey as an artist and how they've like evolved over the years? I'd at least like someone to go before me because I have okay, I'm you go blanking. First. Okay, Matt, I why? think you first because you haven't been uh, you haven't been on the podcast and yeah. Like... Why don't Why don't I start? I'll get the I'll get the ball rolling. Yeah. Pretty much ever since I was a kid, like a, a pretty young kid, I've always like leaned more towards the artistic side. Uh, mainly because it seems like there's two types of children ever. The kids who play sports and the weird kids. And I didn't play sports. And so I often gravitated towards more artistic things. I did a lot of drawing when I was a kid, which I always really, I always really enjoyed. Uh, I'm not much of a visual artist anymore, but... When I was a kid, let me tell you, I could draw the hell out of a stick figure. I could, I could always, I, I always lean more towards uh, the artistic side of things as a kid, lots of drawing and everything. And then eventually, uh, how old was I? I was probably, I want to say 12. I want to say I was 12. I went to this uh, summer camp where you would go and it was just for a week. And throughout the week, you and a other group of kids would make a like little short film video thing and it was it was really cool uh i think god one day i might try and find them again because i know at the end of the week they they printed them all onto dvds and then gave them out to all the kids one of these days I'll, one of these days i'll find them i'll find a little clip of, of 12 year old me if you find uh, that can we put that on patreon yeah amazing that Such would be amazing i have i would have no idea where those are but yeah and it, it was really fun. I think one of the ones I remember distinctly was me and this other group. I think it was like three other kids. We recorded a fake infomercial for a Easy Bake Oven powered by nuclear energy. The joke is that it, the thing is like leaking nuclear radiation and, and turned one of the kids into like a zombie creature and it, it was it was just funny bits like that uh or at least funny to a 12 year old which is to say not funny at all and so that was really when i started to think that i liked acting and stuff like that and just you know making videos and stuff in general and so that made me want to pursue it a little bit and then oh, how old would i have been in sixth grade how old are people when they're in sixth grade? Like 11 to 12, I think. 11 to 12. So I, I actually must have been even younger when I made that video then. I was probably maybe 10, 11. That's disgusting. 
Wow. Hate children much? Because same. Wow, swearing on the TCR podcast doesn't make my head. Oh my god, that's li- you're literally a cringe Elon. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I'm, I must have been like 10 or 11. Probably 11. I think I was 11. And then in sixth grade, I found out about a art program at a different school. And so it was for it was for two years. So for grade seven and grade eight. And it was it was more so focused on like pretty much everything arts. So you had like painting and visual arts and stuff like that. There was music, acting, dance, pretty much. And it was, if I remember correctly, a pretty tough program to get into because they can only accept so many students. There were only two classes of students that they would, that they would accept every year because there were two classes for each grade. And so each class was probably about 20 to 25 students. So it was, it was only like 40 or 50 students accepted a year uh, out of like 200 kids that applied in total. So Ooh. I was extremely lucky to get in. Um, or just I was that good. And originally when I heard about the program, I, my first thought was, oh, I'll apply with like drawing and stuff because I really enjoy drawing. The problem is I'm not a good artist. I wasn't back then. I drew for fun. Ooh. And then I, I realized, uh, I looked at some of the art from the kids that got into the program and it was like prodigy level stuff, like, like kids who were extremely gifted with drawing because they, they showed off like examples of stuff in these little flyers that advertise the program. They showed off examples. And one of the ones was a, was a drawing done by a kid in like seventh grade or something. And it was a hyper realistic drawing of a horse. Oh God. Like really good extremely good that's scary and, and so i was immediately scared and i think my dad got that got uh yeah because he really wanted me to go to the prob- program because it was such a great opportunity and he uh probably had a moment in his head like holy crap uh my son sucks at drawing um what the hell am i gonna do probably not what was going in his head it was probably a little bit nicer my dad's nice i promise oh god i just spilled Pepsi on my face anyway on your face? Yeah, in my face. I took a sip and it splashed up on my on my on my lips. Hey guys, what's going also, on? Also, hi Aaron. Aaron. Hey, what's going on? What's everyone hey, doing? What, in what here? the hell? Who are you? That's a good one. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who this is because she wasn't introduced by the host. What's, what's going do, on? Do a, do a quick impromptu uh, introduction for Aaron, and then I'll continue my story. Can't believe that uh, a random piss Aaron, also known as Aaron, also known as Tangerin, just showed up out of nowhere. It's oh wild. my goodness. What's going on? What's known with as the... the goblin beneath my shoe. What's with, the formal, what's with the formal introduction, guys? Surprise, yeah. It's because we're recording right now, you dingus. <laughs> oh my god, what is this? It's a, it's a surprise what are we appearance on the podcast. But anyway, continuing with my story. My bad. My bad. So, when applying to this program... I didn't go down the the visual art path. I went along the acting path, and I presented a monologue. And up until that point, literally my only piece of acting experience was the little videos I recorded at that summer camp, like the microwave. Yeah, with with the and nuclear power mentioned Easy Bake. The the aforementioned nuclear powered Easy Bake oven. That was my only acting experience. And I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I kind of had a little knack for it. We'll see. Probably the whitest thing I've seen. Anyway, don't mean to toot my own horn, but I had a knack for it. Okay. 
okay, me. But anyway, so yeah, I presented a monologue and it was about, I think the monologue was about a kid who was talking about the tooth fairy. It was based off a monologue I had seen online because my dad and I searched for like. Okay, so you played your own. I did. Because you could have presented anything. I could have like ripped a scene from a movie or something. You could have sang a song that was like, I don't know, just like off the top of my head, you could have been like, I love... So it was this monologue about this kid talking about the tooth fairy that I just found online. And then I, and then my dad and I, we printed it out and we reworked it so that now it wasn't just talking about the tooth fairy. It talked about like other holiday, holiday mascots. And it was basically this uh, kid's entire world was crumbling as he was questioning everything at this point and it was it was just like a fun little monologue and i really enjoyed doing it and that's what i presented at the auditions for this program which was like they hosted auditions over like a couple days and a bunch of kids would show up and all present their various talents and stuff and so you had a, a good mix of kids like artists musicians dancers very few actors i was actually one of the only people who got in for acting i think And so they really liked the monologue and I got into the program and I was able to go to that school for two years. And over there, while I was in that school, I also evolved as an artist because I got much more into acting as it started to become a lot more of a piece of my identity. As it was like, oh, acting is how I got into this program. I should get really into acting now. So I started taking like acting classes for theater. Uh, There was some like classes downtown that I would go to. I involved like the plays and stuff in school. Uh, and also I got to experiment with other types of art, like music. I played the viola while I was at that school, which oh, is yeah. just a slightly bigger violin. But yeah, um, and then every time we'd be like, Matt plays the violin, you'd be like, it's a viola. No, I don't play a violin. No, no. Yeah, so I was able to do like a lot of art stuff and it actually caused me to want to pursue acting into high school when I finally graduated from that to your program. And so I got involved with like school plays and stuff in high school and my my biggest flex ever. I started taking these uh, acting classes that were run by a sort of local acting agency. They were Toronto based, but had a lot of stuff in our city. And I started taking acting classes there. And after a couple weeks, uh, the woman who ran the acting classes, who was an agent, like sent like an email to my dad and was like, hey, would Matt be interested in a paid acting position? And when I say that, it's going to make people think, oh my God, were you like in a movie or something? No, I was, I went to a military base and mm-hmm. pretended to be a child soldier for And you had to cry. I did. I ended up fake crying and it was very good. Okay. Well, narcissist. Jeez. Yeah, I am. That's good. Yeah, that's Lisa's job. And so then... It was it was a really cool experience because it was a uh, it was my my first ever paid acting position. It was very cool. Uh, I think it was just for one day. It paid like two hundred dollars, and then not all that money went to me because it had to go through the agent first. And then after that, the agent uh, presented me and my dad with a contract for one year, where basically I would sign it, and she would just be in charge of getting me auditions and stuff. You know, as an agent does. True, was, true. So that's that's what I did. Embarrassingly, never landed a role. Never, never 
evolved into anything, but it was still a good experience. And I feel evolved me as an artist. And that's when I sort of realized that I think the just the life of an actor wasn't something I wanted to pursue. A lot of respect for people who are actors, uh, but it's just not it's just not what I wanted to do in life. And so then last year of high school, I kind of switched into doing the like process of making films, which is to say filmmaking. Nice. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I explain things in a weird backwards way. And then it's like, oh, I could have just uh, summarized it with some more often. You did. You should be dying about it. No, it's okay. Yeah, you should feel ashamed. I do. I do. Okay. So yeah, that's how I more so got into the filmmaking process. And now that's what I want to pursue in life. And in September of this year, I will be going to college for a filmmaking program. That's going to be very cool. So that's kind of just like I evolved as an artist because I was much more into the like drawing and visual arts aspect when I was a kid. Then I realized I sucked and it kind of evolved into where I'm at now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did it. Oh, that was my stage. <laughs> that was my story. Matt Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, all right. Who's going next? Hmm. Risa. Why? I don't know. Because you do. So I like you. Uh, leave. Okay. Go, go. Well. Okay. <laughs> Aaron, do you do you want to go? No, I just Leaf doesn't like me. That's not what I said. None of us do, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah. But I know everyone here doesn't like me, but you know. Yeah, Leaf you're kind goes. of insufferable. I am. Uh, where was I? I think I was talking about I'm going to do a comic thing. So I did I made like my own little thing called Stupid Comics, which I mean you know, as 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 a ten year old brainlet, that's hilarious and funny. Oh yeah. Of, co of course it was nonsensical garbage and I did like ninety nine of them through elementary and then I burnt them all, I threw them away and I do regret doing that because like I wanna cringe at my stupid idiot lober self they just look at back look back and be like haha i was dumb look at this stupid incarone child not knowing any better because he's a child that's what i that's why i want to find all the cringe things i made as a kid just to laugh at myself dude i every day i thank the lord that i deleted my littlest pet shop channel from when i was just why that would have been such that would have been so good. you know who didn't golden her littlest pet shop channel is still out there see find if you it. Can find it a hundred dollar bounty to whoever can find it yeah subscribe to our highest patreon tier and we're gonna sit start posting on his littlest pet shop videos against her will she she, she won't we're not, well, yeah, we're not gonna tell her yeah she, she because if we it. told her then she'd say no don't do that <laughs> yeah the other, we I did two other ones with my older brother because my little brother wasn't born at the time. What a what an idiot! What a nerd! God, born earlier. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, one of them was called Fishy Comic Crazy, which was literally a ripoff of SpongeBob. We just took the SpongeBob plots, and then I remade them as with other characters instead. Damn. So yeah, <laughs> SpongeBob's a fish instead i think i i can't remember the ones that we copied exactly but i know that i remember 
one specifically was the the camping one where spongebob and patrick mm. are camping outside and squidward is upset and cries about it and, and he eats chocolate and he gets burnt to death with marshmallow and he eats he make bear circle and he says let's gather around the campfire you know yeah actually squidward does not say that yes yeah, i never said squidward said that well you, you said it now, and he so. said it while we were the other comic that me and my brother did was the J comics, which was an Injago comic. <laughs> Yo, Thanks. By the way, I just want to preface: I am not an artist. I'm trying to learn how to do visual arts, so everything was stick figures, because that's fun, you know. Dude, bring stick figures into the mainstream. I want to see a full feature-length animated movie made of nothing but stick figures. That's probably out there somewhere on. YouTube, because like back in the olden days, I have to find it. Back in my day, must find it. I mean, it was it was pretty big, like Hyun's Dojo and stuff like that. But the the J comics, it was just some dumb stuff that I just took the Ninjago characters, and J was my favorite, so J was the main character, and I hated Lloyd, and Lloyd was stupid and dumb, so he would always get destroyed Rude. and stuff. So Thanks. Lloyd would always get the short end of the stick, and Jay was the diamond ninja. Though we never got to that arc, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, well, I'm the obsidian ninja. Yeah, well, um, you can, sh you, you, you're the shut up ninja. Got him. <laughs> no, there's there much of it. It didn't follow Ninjago lore, as you could probably expect from a twelve-year-old brain. And Jay had a polyamorous relationship. Who? Oh. I was ahead of my time. Really? Can't believe you predicted that plot point. <laughs> I think I ripped off my friend with one of my characters. Well, I guess not really ripped off, but I was inspired by him, so he had the same powers, therefore ripping it off completely. I still have those comics somewhere in the boxes, yeah. in the copious amounts of boxes Ooh. downstairs in the basement. I will not be able to find it, but there's someone. Oh, Tear up your entire basement. Send in a search party. <laughs> Tear up the floorboards. <laughs> Rip apart the floorboards. Tear down the walls. It was sitting at the top of one shelf. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to find the box that came from my room, because I'm pretty sure I kept them. But with Stupid Comics, I did start it up again in middle school. I think I went up to like 110 or something. But the main thing, the main attraction, well not main attraction, but the, the my favorite one was something called the CCC, the Chaos, whatever the one, it, it, it was based off of uh, Henry Stickman, the, the CCC. The Chaos Control Center, I think, is what it was called in Henry Stickman. I can't remember for the life of me what I called it. Hi, this is Editing Ryan, and I just remembered what it was called. It was the Chaos Containment Crew. And I do have a spiritual successor to that, though it's not as goofy. Though I, I, yeah, I, I kind of want to like maybe revive the CC. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I don't have any of the comics, unfortunately, of stupid comics. I regret throwing those away. It was cringy and awful, obviously, but I would like yeah. to still have it. And you, uh, if I, you enjoyed it back then, then it was good. No, but it it followed these three goofs. Vincent, Harrison, Jonathan, aka Vince Harry John, and Vince was a genius that had a 
temper. He had a really short fuse. Harry was also smart. He wasn't as smart as Vincent, but he was a really good engineer. So, like, the Vincent was scientifically smart with, like, math. And so, mathematically smart, I guess. And then John mm. was brain-dead dumb-dumb who would go sicko mode if there was danger. And the whole premise of the CCC comic is they were the group that is, that specialized in stopping chaotic events, but the whole twist was that they were usually the ones that would cause these chaotic, catastrophic events to happen in the first place. And honestly, it it wasn't that bad. I'm proud of that whole concept. It was it, it was good. It was good. I do like it. Like that's something I could see as like an actual like animated kids show. Just like this little group is like, yeah, we're gonna stop the apocalypse, and then they proceed to cause nothing but apocalypse. I I, I do partially want to bring them back because I I do like them. And then there was I can't remember if there was anything else other than that. But yeah, that the, the I did the comics. The, the, that was the main thing. And then now there's stupid idiot TCR mm-hmm. here. Cringe. What? <laughs> Hell. But that doesn't end my artistic story because Jesus Christ. Uh, there was also I've also played instruments of the musical mm-hmm. based uh, in elementary. I think it was fourth and fifth grade. I played four different instruments. Everybody played the recorder, but then the other th- the other instruments, I think was three. Three or four. I think it was just three. I played the trumpet, the clarinet, and the violin, but I mained the trumpet in fifth. Well, there goes Aaron. Yeah, in fifth grade, I focused specifically on the trumpet, and then I had to move from from there to a completely different state. Uh, There, I couldn't play the trumpet because it conflicted with my schedule, so I decided to go with the tuba. Tuba was great, I really enjoyed it. And if you, if anybody's in a band, actually, let me go back a bit. Uh, In middle school, you do normal concert band, but in high school, you have marching season and concert season. Marching season is like the first half, first quarter maybe, I guess, first third. Because it, it, it doesn't go for like the full half of the year. But anyways, there's marching season, concert season. That's all that you need to know. But uh, anybody in a marching band, band knows that the tubas are notorious for being a bunch of goofballs. For being a bunch of gabagools, if you will. But I would say that... Uh, notorious we... group of rascals. Exactly. We called ourselves the Goon Squad in... The Goon Squad? Yeah. Well... On... I, was, I love that. <laughs> it was ironic. Uh, yeah, the Goon Squad. We play hard, but we also work hard. And we, kn- we knew when to dial it back and actually do what we're supposed to. But anyways, it yeah. I, 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 I played funny instruments, though. I'm not... I don't really like being like, part of a band. That, that, that's not a, it was more of a fun thing to do. I still like put in effort and stuff because, you know, we got to sound good. But um, it's not really. It wasn't really my passion. More, I, I prefer more like the production aspect of it. Mm. But I still need to learn to do that. If I'm even gonna, I, I have a lot of stuff that I need that I want to learn. But I should be focused. I'm focusing currently on the visual arts, so probably shouldn't bother with music for the time being. But I believe that's about it. I talked for a long time. Maybe probably about as long as Glint TCR.
20. We probably, we probably had the... for 20 years. Okay, well, yeah, we, um, to save runtime, Risa and I will both tell our stories at the exact same time and alternate okay. every other yeah, way. You, you, you guys just got to figure out what the story three. is. Leaf on three. One, two, <laughs> two three. Three. Um, okay, so like when I was in... And that changed my life forever. Wait, what happened? It... Okay, thank you. I'm gonna talk. About, I'm gonna do my thing then, because my my one honestly take that one. It's pretty straightforward. Basically, my mother was a visual artist, and so I picture I got that from her. And you know, I really loved the Wiggles growing up, so I feel like the earliest things that I drew were just crayon drawings of the Wiggles. Because I really loved Wiggles. That's all there is to that. I just liked the Wiggles a lot, and I would draw on the walls and get in trouble. So then I drew on paper. It was less fun, but it worked. And then I just kept on drawing forever. Then when I got a bit older, I fell in love with Ben 10. And I would constantly be drawing like my own like alien designs or stuff. Or, like me as Ben's aliens. It was very fun. I loved art always. And I would constantly be drawing whenever I possibly could. Especially at school in the margins of my, of my pages of work. And I remember getting a report card one time that was like, um, Leaf is doing good. but drawing things on the margins of tests and i was like oh i forgot that i was doing that so i would just i would have character ideas while i was doing a test and then i just stopped to draw it on the side and then forget to erase it before turning it in so not really my problem anymore and then yeah you know like as one does over time i got better and better uh, i never took any like formal drawing lessons or anything my grandparents had thought about doing that for me at one point, but I just I just never did. And I never cared to look at like tutorials or anything. So everything I learned, I kind of just learned by looking and seeing and then looking back and being like, ah, shoot, that was bad. But that means I'm better now, hopefully. So it was just kind of a lot of a lot of that. And I like everything I do now, I just kind of had to teach myself, which is, you know, not too bad at all. But then, of course, as I reached... Uh, high school age, I was then, of course, set in with the expectation that when high school's done, I got to go to college or university and find out what I want to do. And obviously, the answer uh, was art. So for a majority of high school, I thought I wanted to be an animator. So I wanted to try and learn animation. Um, animation takes a very, very long time. And I had no software, so I had to do hand-drawn animation. And so I actually did make a few little two-second animated clips of these original characters I had, but that was about all I did for all of high school because animation is so exhausting. Well, if you're if you're lazy, that's exhausting. And but then as I kind of researched more about the animation industry, I kind of realized I didn't actually want to be doing animating. If anything, I'd want to like storyboard or stuff or just do anything like that. But by the time it came around to applying for uh, college. I applied it to a very cool and funny art school for their animation program, um, but I did not get in because it was very hard to get into, and I just wasn't good enough at the time, and that's okay. But I did end up in another program at that school, which was, it was just kind of like a backup plan, because I um, felt like I had to have one. And so me and Cocoon, actually, were in the same program, and um, needless to say, neither of us are anymore. It was not great. It wasn't bad. Um, but it was a very general arts course, and my style has always been a lot more like animated, stylized, that sort of thing. So it was it was a whole lot to do, 
and it was not my kind of art. I compare it to like wanting to be a pianist. And so you go to school and you're taught every single other instrument. Like, well, this is cool. I want to learn the piano. So um, I stepped into that. And since then, I've just been kind of, I'm doing TCR stuff. I've also improved my art skills uh, with TCR because I, these, these fun people um, challenge me to uh, draw new things that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. So it's pretty cool. Um, Hold on. I, I, I just want to say, up until this point, I had no idea why you dropped out of that program. I really? Just, I, 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 I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention, but I never heard the explanation. I just knew that you did. Oh, wow. Well, they, yeah, now you know. Now yeah, you know. It, was, it was just not great. But, you know, now I'm just chilling, uh, making money and making art that I actually enjoy. But I don't get money for it, so. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I'll see you, everyone listening. Make sure to read the Sparkverse comics. Everyone listening, give us money. <laughs> you know, you could consume content and then make the choice to give us money, or you could just give us money and just trust. This is a robbery. Give us money. One hundred dollar. It's one thousand dollar. Oh, actually, one thousand doubloons. I feel the need because again, that was like really simple, not exciting at all. One actual exciting development in like my artistic career was getting into making comics and not just making random stuff. And so that started really in 10th grade um, when I drew a comic of my math teacher as a superhero called Math Man. And it was just like eight pages. And it was a little short story of him suiting up as Math Man and defeating a monster that was 100% inspired by my classmate who was incredibly disruptive. Like I didn't hide it as well. Like the monster had the kid's name because the kid would never shut up in class. So I was like, I'm going to draw my teacher beating up this kid. And he really, he really liked it. Um, and so that was the, I, that actually might have, that was a ninth grade. Cause that was the bad one that I made. It was, you know, I was in ninth grade and then I made him a second one, but and it was pretty clever too, because I, I didn't just like mindlessly draw him beating things up. I also, I took whatever math we'd been learning and you and convert it into superpowers in some way. Like I did one where, um, so Mathman's powers were just anything math, anything math related he could BS. So I, the second one I did for him had Mathman multiply himself so he could outnumber his bad guys, right? But then the clones that he made ran away and then came back because they didn't want him to be the dominant Mathman anymore. And so I forget what it was, but it was like some like square root thing that like trapped them all in a cube and just dissolved them back into himself and traumatized them. And it wasn't that, it wasn't that bad either, but that was also from grade nine. So the art was um, not that great, but I'm pretty sure somewhere I still have all of them, which I'm grateful for because they're seriously so funny, and I want to like I want to remake them full quality. But anyway, then grade ten, I made two more for him, and that's when we started our deal where I make him comics, he gives me pop tarts, and I love telling this story because it it he just gave me pop tarts because he would always have food, and specifically, you never guess. And so what? I was gonna guess popcorn. Oh well, you would have been wrong then. Yeah, we just had a deal going where I would draw him Mathman comics, and he would just give me pop tarts the whole year. And like the most iconic moment of that exchange was during a test when I was struggling on a question, and he just dropped a, a pop tart on my desk, and I was like, "Awesome!" I didn't get the question, but I had a pop tart, and so I felt a lot better. So shoutouts, shoutouts to you, Mathman. L. Oh, okay. Anyway, so 
also in his class is when I started drawing my own superheroes again. So, like, inadvertently, um, making those Mathman comics kind of inspired me to work on my own actual superheroes, which uh, led to Warhead and Gold Rush. So, yeah, pretty cool stuff. I don't know, I'm not a big fan of art. That's why I'm here. In case that part wasn't obvious. Yeah. No, but yeah, I, I love making stuff. That's uh, that's basically all there is to Mix Code Red. And we can move on to Risa if you've thought of anything. Okay, look, look, I I'm looking. I'm the type of I'm the type of Marty that has no clue what I did during my childhood. So like, literally doing visual art is just a thing I've always done. So I have no idea how it started, but I know that I've been doing it a lot more recently because of Team Code Red. Because before, I just kind of really needed, like, an excuse to do it. But music is also a form of art. I do that a lot of the time. I, I remember up until, like, eighth grade, I didn't even, like, really listen to music at all. Like, it wasn't my, my, my type of thing. But then I started to, and I went kind of kind of hard on it. So then in, like, 10th grade, or, like, between 9th and 10th grade, like, the summer or whatever, I was like, I, I maybe... No, I think it was, I think it was the spring before, like, the spring of ninth grade. So we would have been doing a course selection. And I was like, I, I, I like music. I'm going to take the band class. Little did I know that the band class was difficult. And most people can't just jump into it with no music experience. So uh, my, the teacher was like, I uh, like... You know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you took this class, but like, just think about the fact that it might you might have to you might want to uh, switch classes because it's a little difficult. And then, like a couple weeks in, he was like, "Don't don't leave this class. Like, you have a knack for this or whatever. What what's the white thing? I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I have a knack for this. So so I kept going. I did tenth grade uh, band class. I then. Moved on to 11th grade, where I also did the band class and was in the after school and during lunch band, which was a lot of fun and actually the like the best part of high school, in my opinion. I would have really liked to pursue it more in high school, but then um, around March of 2020 was when I was still in 11th grade, so couldn't go to school in person anymore. And Wait, then everybody on planet Earth had to go to the bathroom at the same time. Oh, and that's why everyone had to buy toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, no, I just, like, couldn't do it because it wasn't an option online or anything. I think I, I had already started taking the guitar class in school a couple months before that, so I had a guitar at home. I didn't play the saxophone anymore, which was a bit of a shame. Like, I probably could have done something with that, but, like, I prefer playing guitar now anyways. And then that summer, I bought a guitar, an electric guitar off of one of my friends for like 80 bucks. And it's like, it's bad because it's 80 bucks. It's falling apart, but like it does the job for now. And it, ever since then, I've been like, I just kind of wanted to see if I can, like, I, I, I'd really like to make music work out somehow. And then uh, for the past, what, like, would you say like two, three months? Or no, since the, since the new year. Um, I started working on, on music in, like, on a music project in TCR, so, uh, be on the lookout for that. It'll be a while, but it'll come out, and I've just been 
basically spending any time that I'm not busy at work either doing some form of music or some form of visual arts pretty much because I am I'm I have an insatiable thirst for getting work done and I like doing artistic work. I have noticed that you're you're very dedicated. Yeah, which, dedicated with ma'am. Which probably to pull down the pull down the uh the bit where we uh despise each other constantly and uh and and hate each other with a passion. Uh your dedication is probably the most admirable thing about you. It is, except for when you, and and except for in a situation where I hide a bunch of gnomes in your room. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that actually undoes all the all the goodwill and all the admiral things about you is when you hid a bunch of gnomes in my room. Well, okay, look, I know, I know, it's a little off topic, but can I tell that story, please? I mean, that was more Patreon content. It is true, though. Like, as as mixed code red, Reese is literally like one of the most dedicated people. And like it, it, it's really admirable and also a little scary at times. Yeah, we worry for your sanity and yeah. General oh no, health. I'm fine. I'm also like literally doing. I'm literally drawing, drawing right now. You are literally a drawer or clothes. Yeah, I made, I made, I made. Uh, what what are they called? Um, a chest of drawers. I made chest of drawers. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, that's basically basically my whole uh my whole artistic journey has just been i've been doing art for as long as i can remember and i've been doing music for the past about four years on and off and i've been really sticking to it lately yeah you've been really good i mean like since you first joined tcr like the the progress is like it's very very noticeable yeah and um since i joined tcr i've i've realized that i need to leave tcr and by that I mean, I have to go to work. Seamless, oh, right. <laughs> seamless, seamless uh, transition there. I was actually pretty good. Um, I didn't realize the time. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Okay. So you see, I am a complete moron, as I did say at the very beginning of my bit. Uh, I had completely forgotten uh, that I am a writer. You know, the main thing that I do, <laughs> arguably the thing that I'm the best at of my particularly small set of crappy skills i i i don't know why that slipped my mind i mean i guess it was because talking about comics and i just assumed yeah but uh yeah i've always been a storyteller because even in school when you would have to do the creative when you the rare instance where you had to do the creative project in the uh earlier grades i would always do something rather elaborate and i would always have to scale everything back down because i would want to to write too much for what the teacher would want because i mean to be fair if you were a teacher of 30 kids you don't want a 12 page essay for a a prod a, a little assignment where you're supposed to use all the vocabulary words yeah nope so I, I would have to, to, to tone it back, but I would always, uh, my brain, my neurons were always expanding for creative storytelling. Creative storytelling, is that redundant? I feel like that's, no, it's not redundant because you can. Oh, yeah. uh, I think that the next 
thing really was was again the J comics the fishy comic crazy and the CCC where those had story not so much the fishy comic crazy because that was just a rip off of SpongeBob but um the CCC and J comics actually had plot lines and characters because I had like a bunch I had a big lineup in the J comics of a bunch of villains mm. But regardless, um, when I moved here to your Canada, back here, I, I am Canadian. I was born here in Canada. Don't listen to the lies of the others calling me American. American. I was unfortunately, sadly born in Quebec, Montreal, which is arguably worse than being American. America. <laughs> being Quebecois. Ugh. Yeah, worst part is I'm also French. It's the. Uh, yeah, I, I, I really. It, it I, I struggle. Yeah, I, I, I low I low rolled pretty hard, honestly. Yeah. But uh anyways, when I moved here that was kinda my reawakening. My, I opened my third eye into the creative scope. Cause this is like the first time I actually met people with similar interests. Specifically Leaf was the one that would listen to my nonsensical ramblings of Yeah. Uh, stupidity but it was it was good it was nice it was a good refresher to have like like-minded individuals and being able to work on the spark verse and having you listen to my dumb stuff yeah revolving door uh, wait no maybe not revolving but it was a back and forth <laughs> it, it was it was it was good it was good it, it was inspiring that's like the only evidence we have to say that we did actually start as good friends before um, <laughs> before, before the, beginning the pit of the only remnants <laughs> of your friendship that remain <laughs> but yeah that i suppose it's not it wasn't anything interesting but this conclude my little thing of my main my, my main thing of writing but i mm -hmm. love writing i don't do it nearly enough well i mean if only you were on a team where you could write things. Yeah, a, a very red team, and there's a code to get in. I'll all I'll say is, uh, you kids at home, make sure you make sure to, make sure to be watching uh the old town of Everhaven because Mister Matt here helped write an episode. I wrote an episode for that, and it was fun. Yeah, flex, flex my creative muscles. Writing is very interesting, and I really enjoy it, but I don't have a ton of experience with it. They also voice a character in it, so if you want to hear their acting chops. It's a two-for-one, two-for-one whammy. Should I get into the specifics of how my writing has evolved? Might as well. Might as well, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too, too quick. But um, first, I guess I sh the main part, the, the most important part, was when I first met TCR. My writing, for the most part, was fairly... I don't know if archaic is the right word, but uh, I just thought of stuff and put it down. I mean, that's kind of how I do things in general. Would would you say more like unrefined or something? Yeah, it was it was super unrefined, and I didn't like use any writing techniques, any of the stuff that you're supposed to be using. And I do think that that's a good thing for starting out making a concept. This is turning into a writing tutorial. You want some writing tips? <laughs> writing tips? Yeah, well, make sure to subscribe to the Incarone YouTube channel to uh, get more writing, uh, writing tips. That's a lie. I don't know if I'm actually going to do that. <laughs> I was also just going to say, don't bother subscribing to Incarone. Just make sure you're subscribed to Team Code Red. <laughs> just kidding. Support support the people you like, I guess. Whatever. Click the links in the description. We have many of those for the other Gabagools, the other goobers. Yeah. 
but anyways, I, I do think it's good to like not restrict yourself to certain techniques. Like, oh, you need to stick to this thing. You gotta uh, keep blah 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 together and all that. Because that's not what I. Just having general concepts and then refining it to a point where it's mm. actually cohesive and makes sense. I think. Well, th th there's no right way. It's just that's the way that works the best for me. Yeah, it's actually pretty similarly to how I do it. Because when I was like reimagining the spark first, I just kind of thought of like the biggest, most exciting moments. And then, I mean, you, you literally helped me like then structure it down and fit in all the blanks. Because I don't know, sometimes it's easier to just do things. I guess when your mind works like the way ours do. <laughs> yeah, I'll say the joke here because I don't think we have any documented proof of this joke on the TCR podcast. Leaf and I are actually uh, alternate dimension versions of each other that somehow yeah. ended up here. Ryan's the evil French version. Yeah, <laughs> the evil, evil French version. version. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know that's kind of redundant because yeah. French and evil are synonyms, but <laughs> it cancels out. So oh. I'm just. A version of you yeah it's double negative so it makes positive okay well i'm not good at very math so well i mean quebecois also makes it a, a third evil so i guess i am the evil version of you i also lived in america for triple negative oh, quadruple negative how, yeah. ma how many negatives are we dealing with here i'm back to a normal version of you yeah. <laughs> we gotta make a, we gotta make a spreadsheet of this <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have a uh Big cork board with a bunch of red string connecting all the dots. <laughs> gonna walk his room like is Ryan evil. Up. I don't know. <laughs> he don't know at this point. Basically, it, keeps me, it keeps me up at night. I choose chaos. Yeah, but then back to what I was saying. Yeah, general concepts is what I would go with, and then recently because I'm getting to a point where I, I have too many things in the work, so they kind of all stagnate to the same point but mm -hmm. now i'm getting to a point for all of them where i can actually start refining the concepts and that's when the actual literary techniques come into play well no not necessarily techniques i don't know what the actual term i don't remember what the actual term is for them but like theme and stuff theme motif and tone oh, yeah that one at this point that's when they actually come into play and it's surprisingly i don't know why i didn't think i would enjoy this but it's a lot of fun especially with like world building as well just figuring out how everything connects the logistics of everything and if you have like governments and stuff it's surprisingly very enjoyable and most of my well maybe not most but guess my first few story concepts story things that i did were a soft world building instead of hard world building soft world building being where there's not it's not specified what the world how the world works and stuff a lot of it is fill in the blanks because the reader doesn't need to know it versus hard world building where you're actually given defined information there's predators here there's an old there was a war that happened twelve thousand years ago, and uh, all monkeys have become uh, yeah. They sure have. All all monkeys have become Republicans. Yeah, all, all, all monkeys. <laughs> all monkeys are now Republican. That, that, that's like that's an example, a terrible example, of hard world building. Obviously, you can combine the two. Like Star Wars, what has 
define things, but also like the force where it's not defined. Yeah. But yeah, theme and tone is obviously you, you can do without a lot of things if you know what you're doing, you're good at it. But a uh, theme does help a lot for keeping the story still focused and not too out of whack, not too off topic. Because you want things to like, it, it helps with symbolism and just making it deeper if that is what you're going for. Obviously, if you're not, then don't really need it. It, it, it again this is this is stuff it can be helpful depending on the situation depending on what you're trying to but yeah, yeah. Have, having theme and stuff is like really good for foreshadowing or similarities to different characters that uh kind of symbolically relates them that's what i'm trying to say oh uh, yeah i understand what you but yeah that, that, that's that's about all that i have really i don't want to take up too much time because we are running rather short i mean yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly didn't think we'd go the, just this long to sharing those things, but it's actually been it's been pretty neat hearing everyone's stories. Other than Risa and Aaron's. <laughs> yeah, stupid Risa and Aaron. Because <laughs> they laugh. The stupid lobers. Yeah, do, do either of you have any closing or final thoughts that you wanted to mention right before we end? Really, I, I feel like I, the I, only I, thing I... Matt, <laughs> 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 nah, let's kiss. I'm sorry, you go first, though, Matt. I mean, yeah, we should... Ki- I mean, we should... Ki- uh... I mean, yeah, I'll go first. I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> I was really just going to add that um, just like hearing hearing everyone talk about their artistic journey, I feel like is it's kind of refreshing because we are Team Code Red and we tell ourselves that we're like an art platform and like we do the art, but it's it's kind of neat to actually hear about it because sometimes I forget that we all, we don't just do it. We also think it. It's like, whoa, our brain's... There's actual thought behind us. There's there's something behind these eyes. Also, it's also fun to just reminisce. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And tell fun, silly stories. I also like talking about myself. So <laughs> you're <laughs> zero. Yeah. <laughs> Little, yeah, but you, you have a nice voice to listen to. I, I got to indulge in some narcissism. Exactly. Oh, stop it. Okay, I will. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah, screw not. you, man. I didn't know what I was asking for. Well. I suppose this concludes this podcast. I do hope that you viewers enjoyed us talking about ourselves. I hope it was entertaining and even if it was a even if it was a little bit messy, but hey, that's that's how you know it's good. Yeah, if it's bad. <laughs> that's how you know it's it's unscrewed. Who was it that said that earlier? Who was it that said I didn't enjoy it, but I really like it? Someone said something along those lines. Like it wasn't good, it was but I enjoyed Risa. it. It was Risa. Yeah. Maybe some of you relate to this in some way. If if you have your own experiences you want to talk about, say it down below in the comments. Uh, if you're on Spotify, uh, cry about it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're on Spotify. You we hate you. Feel free to, if you are not already, um, join the Team Code Red community Discord. It is open to anyone, and uh, you can share your thoughts there and like interact with us if you want. If you feel so inclined. But with that, check out our website in the description. Check the link tree, which will have all of our other social media stuff. Yeah. If you go to our website, you become 5% cooler. Exactly. That's true. We tested it. The link tree is in the description on YouTube, and I believe it's linked on our Spotify page. So do that. Yay. Yeah. But with that, we hope to see you next time we go on air. (laughs) 